0: Speaking of shoes and the things you wear inside shoes, Andrew, I was very interested to bust you this evening, Oh, taking a photo of your own new boots, RM Williams, I believe. Very fashionable. You look very slick. Thank you. But inside them, I saw what appeared to be colorful socks.
1: It almost looked like there was some fun pouring out of those socks.
0: Come on. No, don't be ridiculous. Well, I had fun looking at them. So what were they?
2: So I had I had my new boots on first outing for the new boots very exciting day. I was all suited up. It was a suit day today, gents. Yep, suit sans tie though. I didn't do the tie today. Uh, I had I actually had every intention of doing the tie till I realised that I was wearing a shirt that was a little bit older and I seem to have put on a little bit of neck fat. So that top button wouldn't do up. So no no tie. It suddenly became a no tie day. But the socks. That's what we're here for. Socks now. I went shopping the other day and there was a giant rack of horrific gaudy socks and I looked at them and laughed I said, t- t- they're not for me. <laughs> uh, and then I wandered over to the, uh, to the regular black sock section. Now the only problem is I'm, I'm a size, at, in, in sock I'm like an 11 to 14 selections were limited in the 11 to 14 range and i didn't have the patience to go to a different store i was there ready to purchase socks and purchase socks i was going to do so i went for the three pack three pack socks turns out one of those packs one of the three in the were black all black perfect the other two have like a diamond pattern on the pull up ankle section just a still I think they're blue, light blue, navy blue, kind of diamonds. Quite, quite austere, I think. But, yeah, not totally black. But I feel like I was led astray because I bought, it for, I bought a three-pack, primarily on the basis of the one pair of straight black socks, and those other guys snuck in.
1: So this is like a sneak, sneak attack.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I figured that since I was wearing, they're not particularly high, so I thought wearing a boot, wearing pants, it's only going to show a sliver of coloured, But it's still it's still business sock. Like it's not outlandish. It's just diamonds. You got Trojan socked.
0: I have two questions though, Andrew. Number one, did you have fun wearing them?
2: Mm, I was concentrating more on the boots, to be perfectly honest. But to the socks' credit, they were comfy. They were quite soft. I enjoyed them. But I got no fun. No fun. I got no joy from wearing
0: those socks. I bet he did. So the purchase was a mistake then. Anyway, you don't. You regret the purchase.
2: Mm Hmm. I don't
0: regret it, but they're, func- they're functioning as socks. <laughs> they did the job. Okay, my second question, and then I'll let you move on from this. Uh, when you saw my name pop up on Twitter with a reply busting you with said socks, did you regret the photo or think I should have been a bit more careful with my pants height?
2: Yes, and yes. I was so pleased with the composition of that photo th- with the colourful umbrella. <laughs> it's a good just photo. near it. Good photo. I was focusing on just getting the colourful umbrella right and not realising that socks were on display. That was not the point of the photo. It was to see the boots, not the socks, and I'm, I am a bit annoyed at myself.
0: Well, your boots are lovely, and I think the number one lesson that I've taken from this is that Andrew thinks umbrellas can be
1: fun, but socks cannot. True. Yeah. Was it, was it fun not carrying around two phones like an animal? Because that seems pretty fun. How was how the pants situation where you could actually carry something else in your pocket other than a pocket full of phones?
2: Yeah, well, now I'm carrying an extra battery charger. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going in the bag, right? No, this is huge news this week. So Jason, Jason was really clever. Halfway through last week, he just said to me, because I was complaining about having to carry the work phone and the personal phone. And he said to me, why don't you just get an eSIM? That's a good point. Why don't I just get an eSIM?
0: It's that eSIM.
2: Exactly. So I was determined. So turns out my Povo personal mobile phone carrier doesn't support eSIM. So that was annoying. I ditched my provider in a hot minute and I went to Vodafone. Which is
1: usually no small undertaking, I have to say. When I said get an eSIM, I kind of just meant, get the eSIM and be done with it next thing i know he's traveling halfway across the the state to get a new carrier and and all this whole it was a whole thing it was very very distressing because i felt like if this goes wrong at any point it's gonna be completely my fault it would have been and he's gonna like lose his phone number or something's gonna happen and he's gonna end up with zero phones
2: oh i i Pushed myself into action. I didn't have a car that day, but I was still so motivated that I caught the bus to the local shopping center, to to the Vodafone outlet. Amazing service. I'm going to give a credit to Vodafone, okay? Not a sponsor of the show, but the service I got from the girl in the Vodafone shop was incredible. She knew all about it. She knew exactly what I wanted. She didn't try and upsell me. She just took my phone, churned me away from my provider to to now Vodafone. And within five minutes, I kept my number. It all worked. Now I've got one phone with a work SIM chip in it and a personal eSIM. And it's flawless. And it opened up this whole aspect of the iOS operating system that I never knew existed, where you sort of choose which data provider you want to use and what's going on there. And it's really, really interesting to see how that this whole designed element exists and is only surfaced when you have this two sim situation going on but can i just finish off the one thing that i've noticed is a bit annoying is if you want to switch like whether you're using your business data or your personal data if you want to alternate between those you've got to go into the settings and find it and then toggle it oh i have have a fix for that what I would love to hear it because I, I had a fix and I don't think my fix is working right.
1: Always use works data. Um,
2: I thought today, I, I thought I'm going to look in shortcuts because I suddenly thought maybe shortcuts, the app, can create a toggle that will toggle me between them. And I thought that's pretty clever of me to think of that. And I went into the shortcuts app and I searched for data and I found it. And I was like, this is brilliant. This is going to be a one touch toggle. Right, You know what? It is so annoying because shortcuts is annoying. Shortcuts get you this close and then just doesn't get you all the way. So all it allows you to do is toggle your current SIM card between the Gs. So you can have 3G, 4G, 5G. That's a lot of Gs. And you can, you can choose to toggle the Gs on either the personal sim or the business sim. What you can't do is actually toggle the sim in use, which is actually what you want. Like, I don't care what, just give me maximum Gs, right? I want to be like a Top Gun pilot. I want to be a Top Gun pilot. I want max Gs. But I want to be a flip between personal and business when I'm getting those Gs. And it doesn't let you do that. And so I hit Google and I found Matthew Casanelli's website and he's got some epic shortcut that I tried to install. And all it does is gives you a deep link into the settings page where you have to change it yourself.
1: Why would you ever want less G's? I'm confused as to what that setting is really. What's that for? I don't, like, what's the scenario where you're like, I really would like this to be slower. Um, give me the 2G why do you need to switch between different data i don't understand are they not both unlimited or is this an australia thing where you only get a certain amount of data per line Uh, well we get we are limited so i think
2: we have a a, definitely a reasonable amount with work and i don't think i use i think i use it more on wi-fi than anything else so i don't think it's going to be really be an issue but i just like the idea of being able to go off the grid in terms of Work, you know? No.
1: Okay. I that makes sense. So if you were say it was the weekend and you're like, you know what? I'm a I'm in weekend mode. I want to use my my data so that yep. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Got it. Yeah, that is kinda weird. I never came across I don't think I ever even thought of that when I had uh two the two sim thing. It is funny seeing the little the little antenna lines, though, like with the cut in the middle. I always thought that was interesting. Well, to me, I, I
0: was just going to say, uh, I can really relate to what you mean about shortcuts because I think it's great that we have automation options and that people can do that stuff. But to me, the cruel irony of the name shortcuts is that it's anything but a shortcut to actually set anything up. When it was called Workflow... You betcha there was some work involved and now it's like, ooh, shortcuts. Everything's super fast. Okay, but I gotta, you know, order these things and then think about the things that I want to make faster, but then I gotta think about what it's gonna look like and where I'm gonna put it and how am I gonna tap it and can we actually do it? And by that stage I could have just done the thing.
1: I find the biggest the best use for shortcuts is for people to create blog posts about shortcuts. It's such a great concept and like when you talk about it it sounds great and everything just seems like wow this is the greatest and then I don't know it just never seems to stick you know like you spend all this time creating this this system to do these little things and yet it's like just make it do that. I feel like shortcuts has just been nothing but heartache for, for me personally, where I get so excited about it. And then it's just for one reason or another, it, like you said, it's it gets you nine tenths of the way there. And then it's just like, oh, no, nope, I can't actually do that. And it's like, well, if you get these nine other data jar and 15 other plugins for shortcuts, and then you run a... We're going a shortcut server on a spare phone that's cooked up to your network, and it's like, guys, we've gone way too far.
2: Martin, can we can we talk about the very important night that tonight represents in Australian um, socio demographic
0: analysis thing, maybe, Bob's? Andrew, you can announce this because I actually went to add this to the topic pool in our notes. And I saw that it was already there and I thought, did I already add this? And I forgot. And then I messaged you and Mm. you had in fact already added it. So great Australian minds think alike. What are we talking about?
2: That's right. Tonight is Australia's official census night. The night where we all say, answer a series of questions about the people residing in our home tonight. So if you happen to be sleeping over at my house tonight, you would have to represent yourself in my home, not somebody else's. Nobody is sleeping over tonight, so it's just our family. So, but, yeah, everybody nationally, like 25 million people, should be accounted for as part of the census tonight. And it's the, what, second time, Martin, that it's online? I think, is that the second time?
0: Correct, and everyone's very happy about it, as you can see on Twitter.
2: Yeah, well, well given the experience of our last online census, where the servers crashed and it didn't go well, Flopped big time
0: because they were using my Wi-Fi access point.
2: So, yes, it's a big night. This, I've got to say, though, this is the very first census in my life that I've not been super exuberantly excited about. You're normally exuberant? Why is that? I, don't know, I, I normally find like, st- large-scale st- statistical exercises kind of captivating.
1: That That checks out, yeah.
2: I don't know. This one, I think it's the whole COVID lockdown. Like, not that I'm locked down. Hey, I'm free as a bird. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, it just seems overshadowed this time. Usually there's a big build up. It's, it's exciting. It's like everybody's gathering together to fill out the same questions.
1: Not this time. I have a question. Yeah. You keep putting an emphasis on census night. Why is night important? Why is this at night? I don't understand. Why is it not just census day? Can you only do it at night? Do you have to wait till the sun goes down before you're allowed to do your censusing?
2: Well, it's about people who are staying in your house that night. I think that's probably why you're answering in response to the people who are sleeping in that home. So I think, and I think it's just a traditional thing. People finish their work and then and they come home.
0: And- it's about capturing a moment in time and making sure that it's the point that everyone is doing the same thing. Well, the country was enraged about the census last time because it was a flop, and this time around, as far as I'm aware, things have gone well, but the major complaints uh, have had to do with, and rightly so, the fact that there are virtually no questions on things like uh, different sexuality and the whole thing is based entirely in English when we pride ourselves on being a multicultural nation. That's a point that I sent through to Andrew before we started recording the show. But, um, yeah, and there's also a bit of controversy about the placement of the no religion option above all the other religions, which is, you know, getting out of hand. But, look, we had a good time on census night, and uh, Natasha even took a celebratory photo because it was Mac's first census. And we actually got around, as a family, around the old Mac Mini that's connected to our TV, and we filled it out together.
2: And, look, it'll, it'll, be, t- it'll be too late for the Australians who are listening to this podcast, but I'm committing to... Uh, denoting my religion as Hemispharian.
1: And if you'd like to be a Hemispharian, you can go to oneprimeplus.com and become one for as little as... Your soul. Two dollars a month. And your soul.
2: Yeah, like any
1: good religion, you need to contribute money to be a, continue to be a part of it. You can actually keep your soul, because I don't really want to manage that. That just seems like a whole other thing that I'm going to have to collect, or Andrew's going to have to like make a a yo Jimbo box for it to put it put in there I, I don't really want to deal with that, so you keep the soul, give us the two bucks. I think that's like eighty seven Australian uh and then uh, everybody's good. You get bonus episodes came out yesterday, great newsletters um I said orange a lot newsletters, which is weirdly today of recording a new newsletter is coming out today, hemispheric news, so get on it, one prime plus dot. Calm. best deal in
2: town why would really you not is. sign up like you're getting so much stuff we're, we're, so much value oh so much value i think it's we're like, over servicing our customers i think
1: yeah you, you get out your little scale right like andrew has one of those little financial scales right and yep. you put one prime plus on one side of the scale and you put value on the other side And i tell you what that thing is just buried into the earth it's just it, it can't the value side is just, it's 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 dangerous. It's downright dangerous. Andrew's going to new scales. Yeah. So um, we, have, we provide no insurance on your scale, but just know the value is there. Just a
2: little sidebar. Do you know, I'm actually old enough. I remember going to the post office when I was a kid and they didn't have digital scales, but they would literally have those scales and they'd have those little metal weights that they would put on and then your parcel on the other side and they would balance it
0: Was there a goblin behind the counter?
2: I'm just realising as I tell that story exactly how old I really am. Like, wow. Yeah. I'm positively ancient.
0: (laughs) Martin, have you got a new toy? Yeah, I do have a new toy, and I'll speak about it briefly. Um, I was already part of the M1 Club, but I'm happy to have joined the M1 iPad Pro Club. I was obviously into the idea of buying one of these things. But the thing that tipped me over the edge was when Andrew posted about center stage. And I wasn't even really drooling over center stage. Although I think it's an impressive feature. I just saw it and I thought, you know what? What am I doing here? I can buy this thing. We're doing this podcast. I'm editing stuff. I have all these uses for it. So I went ahead and got it. And I was really kind of drooling over the white keyboard. So I got that thing.
2: Did you hear his justification machine kick in real fast there,
0: Jason?
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's my favorite machine. Well, it saves, you
0: know, two questions, which normally comes up. Uh, <laughs> so there's the white one, and there'll be a picture in the show notes for people to look at. It's very, very crisp and white at the moment. And I'm enjoying the little silver combo. So, yeah, I uh, am happy to have engaged the justification machine. And if there are still questions, I'll open the floor now.
1: Go. Um, you got the 11-inch, not the 13-inch. Correct. Inch. Did you consider the 13 inch or did you know you were going with the 11 inch?
2: And when he says 13, he means 12.9. Which is the 13.
0: Correct.
1: I very briefly
0: considered it because I thought, oh, yeah, no, you know, that's good for looking at photos and larger column views and that sort of thing. But then I thought my favorite way of editing this very podcast when it's my turn, you know, because we alternate, uh, I thought I like to prop this up with one hand and use my other hand with the pencil this is not going to be as feasible. I'm going to have all this extra screen real estate for more wrist fatigue when holding my iPad. So it was 11.
1: I will say that that center stage thing though, it's very, uh, it's not something you would think you'd care about, but it's pretty dang cool when you're on a call with somebody that has it. It doesn't really do you a damn bit of good having it on your iPad. <laughs> but <laughs> for the people that you're talking to, I think it's quite cool having it uh, work, especially when there's multiple people. So if you're doing like some kind of call with family or something, I guess, it's cool how when people come in and out, and it just, it it's very magical feeling how well it seems to know what it's doing in terms of getting everyone and then one person and then coming back out it it very much feels like there's a little there's a little tiny camera person inside the camera directing and calling the shot like making its own little movie out of whatever it's seeing it's very cool
0: well i look forward to using it with people and telling them that's exactly what's happening
1: and you
2: should find and judging by the apple promotion as well it actually will make your teeth wider. It'll give you a great kitchen. You'll, you'll always have some fresh fruit right on hand. Mm. And a cute little kid will just keep wandering in, you know, to help you enjoy your perfect life.
1: Yeah, it's very cool.
2: I think when Jason saw it when I was using it, mine, um, I did have the cute little kid, although he was not quite so true. He was kind of annoying and I think kept wanting to butt into the conversation. You know, you work with what you've got.
1: He had lots of questions that day. Yeah. But tell you what. Sure worked nicely. It never, never once, I mean, I, have no, I don't have hours of, of use with this thing, but from every call I've been on with various people, it's never done anything that was jarring or, or like weird that took you out of the conversation. Everything was always fluid, smooth, and it never seemed to be like, oh, I'm going to focus on this clock that's on the wall. It looks kind of like a face. It's pretty impressive because it even seems to pan up and down, right? It goes,
2: it zooms in and out and it goes up and down, but all in a very smooth light. It's on a gimbal. We almost feel like a camera on a gimbal. Um, it's really nice.
0: Now, I'm looking at the topic pool. bit of a big topic, emphasis on the word big. Jason, you've put down something about email in parentheses,
1: all caps, big mail. What do you have to say? So... Yes and no. I did put something in the notes titled something about email. That is all I put. I put nothing about big mail. (laughs) I believe my note was sabotaged. (laughs) Um, So uh, what I was going to actually talk about with email was a while back. I did the whole thing of consolidating, deleting email addresses and getting everything to kind of funnel into my fast mail. So I just had one account, right? So all these email apps, you can add multiple accounts to them. We've all used all of them. They all have pros and cons, mostly cons.
2: Except big mail. Big mail has no pros, just cons.
1: That's all that's true. But all I was going to say was after uh, consolidating all this down to having only one email address now, I went after my my uh, crisis slash crushing uh, my feelings when I used big mail that I had been looking forward to for so long and then used it and it just fell down in every possible way. I went back through the, the rotation of all the other email apps just for fun, you know, as you do. And I found that many of them were much better when you only add a single email account. I know for me personally, uh, AirMail was one that I always had issues with. It always just seemed real buggy, could think it would do weird stuff. Perfectly fine when I only put one email address in there. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like email works Email apps seem to work better when you don't add 15 different accounts to them. In hindsight, I guess that's probably makes sense. Um, I think whoever added big mail to my uh, topic list. Who would do that, really? I can't imagine. I'll just say things are not going well in the big mail uh, arena right now or ever. It uh, launched with much anticipation crushed any hopes you had immediately. It was like the fire
2: festival for
1: email, wasn't it? It really, yeah, I I feel terrible for that person that made that because they made a brilliant website. They were very good at saying what this was going to do. Then the app happened and it was like a whole, di- being on a different planet. And even still, I think they must have changed something server side because I, I had, to be clear, I did not buy it. I did the two week trial and was thankful that the two week trial existed because which also made me think, I wonder if there's a way for people to reset their trials for, uh, as a developer, because I really feel like they need to get to a point where it actually works and be able to say, Hey, here's another two, like try it for real this time. Because once you've burned the two week trial, the only way to try it again is to just pay the full $80 or whatever, which, you know, the $80 is fine if it actually does something. But I've noticed now you can, you used to launch it and it would say your trial's up, you know, here's how to renew or whatever. Now it just opens up the app and you can seemingly use it. I think maybe this is a bug, but I I imagine they must've changed something so people could at least kind of see if it's working for them at all, which for me, it's not on every device. It just crashes on launch, um regardless of if it's a beta OS or not like my iMac's not a beta and it just opens spins a little bit and then crashes so
0: Are you just sticking with the normal mail app now Oh no I result? just
1: I've I've been using Airmail everywhere and it's been fine I quite enjoy it but um yeah Big Mail man what a it's mm, such a disappointment in every respect and and I really just feel bad cuz I I don't know I think it's like one person that's making it. And I just don't know how you went from like what the website showed to what was launched. Sad, sad, sad story because it, it's at this point, I don't know how you, how you come back from this. Even if it's, if you know, six months from now, it's the quote perfect app. There's going to be a lot of people needing to write blog posts about why it's now good or or something or there's gonna be a very big media push to get this back into anyone's vision because it's it at this point it's long forgotten and i don't think anyone even talks about it anymore except for literally me right now now that we've addressed email i want to turn to
0: a topic that's in the topic pool which i'm not even sure i want to hear about (laughs) wow but the way that it's written no i'm just teasing you andrew because i know it's yours oh uh but but the way that it's written is probably my favourite note that's ever been added as a topic. I'm just going to read it out for our listeners to see how it's been written and see if you can make sense of what's happening. Goodbye, Devon. Think, Andrew's little basketball emoji to denote that it's his topic. Hyphen, hello. Ellipsis. Finder. Question mark. Open parentheses. Plus indexing. Closed parentheses. Or yo Jimbo. Three question marks. What's going on here? There's a lot cycling through
1: my brain. It was like a whole flow of consciousness that just kind of came out in a keyboard. I was
2: having, I'm having a crisis of confidence. Devon Think, my trusty sidekick for so long, I suddenly realized it's bloody annoying. It kind of somehow deleted all the files in my work OneDrive twice, which was okay because not only did I have a million like backups but OneDrive does have a really nice feature where it sends you an email and says like do you realize you've just deleted three gigabytes worth of files would you like to really do that they're in the recycle bin if you'd like to restore them yes thank you OneDrive that's a good feature um, iCloud you could learn from a thing or two from that Devin think and, and I just realized there's a lot of faffing around with Devin think a lot of overhead for managing files I still think it has a place for managing like research and knowledge uh, PDF documents that I've collected over time that are helpful in like My know-how and my knowledge. I still find value in using it for that. But for managing working documents It's just too. It's, it's silly. It's silly. So I think I'm saying goodbye to DevonThink and, and the DevonThink to go app on iOS is just They keep updating it and it's just horrible I hate it so much. I hate it. Syncs, it's, it spends about three hours syncing to, before you can do anything. And then you just keep getting sync errors. And that's what I was finding. And then I was finding I had sync errors between my two computers. And it, I just couldn't rely on it. And I'm like, Devin, think dead to me, right? So I need to find a new solution. Because I need a solution, right? And <laughs>
1: <laughs> you always need got to have that solution
2: and i put it i put it to my my two esteemed co-hosts and said what do i do and martin just came back and said use finder which is the most pathetic weak answer i don't want to use finder what what am i doing like why would i use finder
0: Why not but after you've labeled my advice pathetic let's uh, <laughs> let, let, let's find out why it's pathetic
2: so so but i knew i knew there was There was hope. There was still hope for me because I knew at the time that I asked the question that Jason was asleep and I knew that he would come to my rescue with a much more interesting answer than use finder. And what did he do when he finally popped up Out his head comes off the pillow? He says,
1: use finder. (laughs) It's what it's for. What are you trying to do? You're trying to find stuff. Who's good at that? Finder
0: folders with files in them like my favorite part is pdfs that represent my knowledge over years of blah 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 it's like the pdfs go in the finder and then if you want to find them that's where you, find you them. use the finder and you can even use spotlight and use the finder and you can search the titles and the terms and hell you can use alfred if you want but they're in the finder they're they are in the finder
2: but it doesn't tell you anything that's related to the document that you're looking at at that point in time, which in terms of knowledge management is really helpful. You can say, Oh, there's another document article that relates to the thing that I'm looking at now. Let me cross over to that and see if I can learn a little bit more. I love that about Devon thing, right? You're never going to convince me otherwise on that, but okay. Managing files. So what I've done, I've gone to find her, but there's still a problem. The, 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 ephemeral bits and pieces that you collect over time, the things that come your way that you want to capture and you just don't want, like, where do I, do I create a finder folder called miscellaneous or ephemera? What do I do, right? Stupid. I need somewhere to put that stuff.
0: Can you describe or explain what one of these pieces of ephemera might be and we'll actually conclude whether it needs to go anywhere? Okay, well, that's a little
2: bit of a problem because I don't have a good example of what that stuff is, but I'm sure I come across it. <laughs> I'm sure I collect stuff because, you know, like electric- an electricity
1: bill. Finder.
0: So I have a folder called it bills.
1: Not even that. One folder called paper archive.
0: Sure. Right.
1: And then it goes in there. And guess, guess how many times you're going to go back and look at that bill? Literally zero. What about the size
2: of my pants? What about the uh, note denoting the size of my pants? Notes. Not notes the app, just a note place. What, a folder called notes? No, a note app. There you go, thank you. A note app. Yes. So I need
0: a note app, a shoebox yes. app, a bits and pieces app. No, there's one called notes and you
1: don't need to find another one. I keep everything in one box. That one box has four corners. to do things, craft things, calendar things, finder. If it's a file, finder. If it's something that needs to happen at its specific time and date, calendar. If it's text slash images slash notes, craft. If it's a thing I need to get done by a certain time,
0: things. Done. So boring. You no, know, it's called sensible and efficient. <laughs> so, so, see, that, this, is, this is why, if you're talking about ephemera, this is why I quite like Tot. Right. And I know people went, oh, it's like tot came out and everyone jumped on the bandwagon. I like tot because if I'm quickly taking a note down of something that's happening during a work meeting or something that I don't want to forget, I just drop it into one of those seven little sheets and then decide what to do with it. If it's important, I keep it and I file it somewhere or put it in a document in the finder or whatever. Not a word document, I hope. No, 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 not word document,
1: just a document. Um, No, he takes all his work notes in uh, PowerPoint like everyone else. That's, that takes notes. Aren't all meetings. your documents
0: in landscape orientation? That's that's the future.
1: <laughs> Why is that a thing? I don't get it. That's so it's common horrendous. that people it's will sit there horrendous. and take notes in a <laughs> sideways PowerPoint document. Why are you doing that to yourself? I don't know.
0: It's, it's atrocious. But yeah, no, um, that's it. So you put it somewhere, just drop it in. And then if it's important, you keep it and do something with it or you get rid of it. If it's it's kind of uh, oxymoronic to say that you need to keep ephemera somewhere.
2: Hmm. Can I present to you my final option? Post-its. No, you read it in the note. Yo Jimbo. From the Fine Folk at Bare Bones. Alright. So I so I purchased uh version two of Yojimbo in about two thousand and nine and then I upgraded to version three in about two thousand and ten. I know this because I've got my license keys in one password. I can upgrade Yojimbo to version four point six. I think they're up to now for for twenty for twenty US dollars. So I I reinstalled Yojimbo and had a look at it, and it was kind of hadn't changed a bit, and the introductory note still referred to iPhoto.
0: Oh, good memories. I'd, I'd be keeping it for that.
2: And I've discovered a couple of bugs that I've I've sent into the bare bones folks, and they're looking into it. Okay. <laughs> Seems to be M one related. They're onto it. We've exchanged some emails. Um, I'm oh, wow. providing them helpful helpful detail about the bug issues that I'm discovering. Mm-hmm. But it is cozy.
0: Okay. Does it solve your iOS and iPadOS compatibility issues? Oh, it's got it's got a, it's got a really
2: um. So it's got an iPad only app. Oh, your Jimbo to go. Yes, and it's, you load it up. Is it called it-
0: that? No, I was just trolling.
1: Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, isn't the other one called that?
2: I think it's called Yojimbo for iPad. I loaded it up on my 11-inch iPad and it sort of loaded into that sort of, uh, I haven't really seen it in anywhere else, but basically almost like a 9.7-inch iPad window. So it's so it's kind of like, like it has never been upgraded to fit the screen resolution of a more modern iPad.
1: Like when you load an iPhone app and it's like little, yeah. and then you can like...
2: Yeah, yeah, but you can't... Exp- so, you can't expand it, right? So, it's not really, it's not really, and you can only read, it's only a reader app. You can't edit it on iPad.
1: So, it doesn't sound like it actually solves literally any of the problems that you were having.
2: <laughs> no, but it's called Yojimbo. Oh, and, okay. And, you know, it's it looks nice and it syncs well between the two Macs.
0: Hmm. So, mm. so, does it achieve your uh, primary business objectives, and overarching macro desires for connected knowledge management
2: mm, no but it gives, it's, it's a place i can shove stuff
1: so it's really more about shoving the stuff than actually doing anything useful with it is what it's yeah
2: yeah i just don't i just don't like finder folders that are called miscellaneous and ephemeral. no
0: one told you to
1: make that no no i don't think it comes by default with that
2: i'm <sighs> gonna start a new podcast
1: I need to find more like minded people
2: because you two (laughs) suck.
1: (laughs) I think you just need to come to the realization that um, these tools are not the correct tools for the job. There's still craft. Craft is still good. Can you shove stuff in craft? You can shove anything you want in there.
2: Okay. Maybe I need to re explore that. I've been thinking about craft as like a very formal place to put things. Maybe I can shove stuff in there.
1: Hey, have you guys ever been to a conference online? Yes. Normally, they're not very fun. Hmm. What if there were a conference online that was fun?
0: Oh, really? Could that be a thing?
1: It could be. And it's happening this Friday, August 13th, and Saturday, August 14th, or Saturday and Sunday, depending on where you are in relation to that imaginary line that goes down that we call the date line. Yeah, it's called MicroCamp. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's part of micro.blog. It's going to be happening over the course of two days. There will be, I believe, 16 presenters uh, from across all walks of life within the micro.blog community. It's open to everyone. You don't even have to know what a micro.blog is or what a blog is. You don't have to know anything. And it's free. You just go and click the button and sign up and then you're there. So, I mean, I don't know what's better than that. Learning new knowledge from people across the globe for free come on take that master class so yeah check it out micro camp go to micro dot camp uh and check it out and weirdly enough there may be a live podcast taking place at that very conference don't know much more about it other than that but i would check it out
0: do you know what i love about this besides the fact that micro.blog is fantastic and I'm looking forward to the event itself, Mm. the fact that this very live recording that you're describing will be our first ever attempt at such a thing. So it could be a roaring success. Or it could be an utter failure. It will be mocked openly. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be many micro.blog posts about the embarrassment that was mm-hmm. Hemispheric Views Live at Microcamp. Yeah. So I think that's a great reason for people to sign up, either to celebrate in our victory or to watch us crash and burn.
1: Yeah, it's either a milestone or the last episode of the show ever.
0: We were talking about um
2: one Prime Plus member, Gabrielle, mm. last last episode, and talking about his accent. Um, and I attempted to replicate it.
1: Did not go well.
2: Did not go well. Fortunately, we've avoided any um diplomatic issues arising. He,
1: he hasn't left yet.
2: So. No, he hasn't. He actually went so far as to help us out and provided audio content of he, how he should actually say it. Right. Uh, which I think we may just drop into this episode.
1: Right now. Guys, it is supposed to be... Gabriel, and you need to do this handshake like you're holding an apple, but no apple in your hand, of course. As you say the name.
0: Yeah, he he, he sounds significantly less Italian than you suggested, Andrew.
2: Yeah, it turns out whenever I try and do an accent, it just turns into Italian. Huh. So, oh,
0: mamma mia, that's it. Yeah.
2: Funnily enough, he does his both his name and his accent better than I do.
0: Who would have thought? That's,
1: what? That's bizarre. I can't believe that. <laughs>
0: jason you've asked us a little bit about things like hot sauce Uh right different foods different attitudes i want to know how familiar you are as an american with a thing called rocky road
1: rocky road ice cream
0: rocky road ice cream but are you familiar with rocky road on its own is that a thing in the united states
1: i no i don't think so can i have some context please can you use it in a sentence it's like a spelling bee
0: geez i really enjoyed that rocky road from daryl lee not a sponsor. Daryl Lee, you nailed it, man. Thank you. Jason's looking very confused. (laughs) Often known as Rock Lee Road as well. Oh, it's so good. Okay, now that we've completely confused you, Jason, what is Rocky Road ice cream
1: to you? I actually don't know. I just know it's a kind of ice cream with a bunch of crap in it. It's like vanilla ice cream with a random stuff in it. I don't actually know what's in it.
0: See, this is a fascinating example where America- is like candy capital of the world. You've got everything mushed together. You've got aisles and aisles of, you know, sugar with sugar on it and then extra sugar just in case you missed the first two layers, right? And then this wonderful Australian invention by Daryl Lee, which is like a particular Australian, you know, chocolate and snack company. uh, It's proliferated through other companies. There's this thing called Rocky Road. And it's essentially chocolate with... And correct me along the way if I stuff it up, Andrew... Mm. But you've got marshmallows in it.
1: Oh, yeah. You've got
0: peanuts in it. Mm-hmm. There's, is there coconut sometimes you can yeah, throw it yeah, in? Yeah, it's, like co- it's like a coconut rough almost that goes through it. Yeah. yeah. And different versions or takes on Turkish delight.
1: Hmm.
0: And it's called Rocky Road because when you actually have it all out as a slab, it looks like very poorly laid brown bitumen, but it tastes Delicious, and if you have the Daryl Lee version, which is the oh, it is so
2: delicious. Everything about it is just amazing. The chocolate is perfect. Yeah, the marshmallow is fluffy and flavoursome and delicious. It just and the coconut. I will, I could, I could just keep on eating that Daryl Lee Rocky Road forever,
1: with the exception of the coconut that does vaguely sound like what is in Rocky Road ice cream. So I do believe they are related, but I don't think there's ever a coconut in it.
0: Well, it's interesting to me that the ice cream would be a vanilla
1: base. Now I'm going to, I got to look it up actually, because now I'm, I know people are going to yell at me. Oh, yep. It's it's chocolate ice cream. First of all,
0: (laughs) there we go. So it's
1: completely wrong there. Um, Comes from Oakland, California, right near where I used to live. There you go. So, really, I should know everything about it. Uh, chocolate flavored, different, da, 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 uh, composed of chocolate ice cream, nuts, so peanuts, that, that could be it, and whole or diced marshmallows. Oh, that's it. Chocolate ice cream, marshmallows, and nuts.
0: No mention of Turkish delight or rose water. Okay, well, it's delicious, and I'm glad that you support it so much, Andrew, particularly the Daryl Lee thing, but I have to ask you, as another layer, because I think, given how much I just confused Jason about Rocky Road in general, sorry, Jason, the musk stick. Andrew, do you like musk sticks?
2: I certainly did. I don't know if they'd be right up my alley anymore. When I was a kid, oh, I would, I would eat the heck out of a musk stick. Yeah. Is
1: this like a candy cigarette?
0: Nah. You could use it that way, but imagine something that tastes like delicious soap (laughs) and it's pink. It tastes pink. I introduced the Germans I used to work to, to these, and they thought, what the hell are you eating? It was the same as when, again, we had Germans over, because, you know, I know Germans, um, and they saw the green cordial that you made fun of me for drinking a number of episodes ago, and they said, why do you have palm olive in the fridge? And I said, it's not palm olive, it's green lime cooler cordial. Same thing about the musk stick and they were just saying why the hell do you keep eating things that taste like detergent
1: is this one of those like generic really chalky kind of shitty candies that could be no. in any shape or no it's
2: no not like no no it's not that no what you want and you, th- if they've been sitting in the shop shelf for too long they might go a bit hard you want them when they're just a little bit soft i think from memory i think that's that right martin just want them just a little bit yeah yeah a little bit soft not not dried out entirely.
1: Oh, those look, those look horrific.
0: They're delicious. I love them.
1: It looks like extruded bubble gum that didn't get to the last process of turning into gum. It was just like a few steps shy. And they're like, here you go. Is it chewy? Uh, kind of. They're,
0: they're sugary. And look, this is the thing that'll probably turn people off entirely, particularly if you're vegan or vegetarian. Um, as far as I'm aware... I don't think there are any alternatives to this but generally the red dye that comes out in any lollies or sweets or candy whatever you want to call it comes from the crushing of a red beetle so you're actually eating crushed up beetles to make the color that adds to the pink of the musk stick so if you didn't want to try them before you probably don't want to try them now but they are delicious I endorse the beetle stick